I V M. Hey, Raghavi. Mm-hmm. I have a fun question for you. Yes. What do you think about Bangalore in the winter? Fun question. All right. Mm-hmm. It is nice and nippy and mm-hmm. peak cuddles with the cat. Actually, the cats. Mm. Cats are unnecessarily needy in the winter, and I love it. Mostly because it's like really, really cold, you know. Oh, you know what else is cold today? What you? Because you have no idea what we're talking about. Ah, well played. Have you ever wondered why women don't do more crime? Well, we're here to tell you. There's misconduct all the time. Women are thieves and murderers. That's gross misconduct. Con artists, money launderers. Hmm, criminal misconduct. Financial fraud that's hard to track. Take some planning, but still misconduct. Even breaching a contract. That's more civil, though. Misconduct. Misconduct. We tell you all about women that suck. Things that make you say, "What the." It's misconduct. Hello, 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 and welcome to Misconduct. We are a podcast on which we talk about really terrible women through the ages. And I am Raghavi, and completely clueless. And I am Nisha, and I am clueful. <laughs> But sure. uh, today's surprise episode is brought to you by me. So, what is the surprise episode? You may ask. Well, basically, on these special minisodes, one of us does the research, and the other one comes in absolutely cold. Yes. No idea what's about to happen. They will just live react, just as you, our misconductors, do when oh, you okay. normally just, listen to our episode. The miscondos, obviously, but also in anticipation for this episode, I have had so much coffee today that I will consistently be interrupting Nisha. So watch out for that. That's going to be annoying. Otherwise. I guess we can just get started. Oh, disclaimers. Yes. Children cannot listen to this episode or anything mm-hmm. in our podcast in general. This podcast is not meant for kids. Listener discretion is advised. And go, Nisha, it's all yours. So I'm very excited about this episode because there are no scripts, just like half the research and uh, with the amount of coffee that both of us have had, twice the keke pike. It's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> the first story that I wanted to do is a classic. It is okay. financial fraud. Ah, <gasps> my favorite. I know and yeah. and here's the best part it has some international implications. Oh my god my other favorite. <laughs> Love so it. I, I will be telling you the story of one of Interpol's most wanted Nausha Khadijat. Whoa. Yes. Interpol. Mhm. Mm-hmm. So That what do you know about the Interpol? The international police that puts out a series of warrants that are completely unenforceable. Mhm. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> Unless, absolutely of course, the right. country Yeah, unless the country decides to take it seriously, it's pretty much unenforceable. That's why most of the bad guys are in Switzerland. <laughs> right. So, uh, Interpol is a intergovernmental organization. It's actually called International Criminal Police Organization. Ah, mm. right. I feel like it should be called Incripol, but anyway. Inter. Uh, yes. yes. ICP. 
<laughs> what? Oh. It's so simple. Uh, they have about like 195 member countries and mm-hmm. they basically help police to work together by sharing data on various crimes and criminals. They also provide a lot of investigative support. So like forensics, mm-hmm. analysis, any assistance in locating fugitives and things like that. Nice. All right. So Raghavi, you brought up something important, uh, which is the red notice. Yes. The, the thing that you were saying. Yes. So, yeah. so a red notice is basically a request to law enforcement around the world mm-hmm. to locate and provisionally arrest a person. Okay, mm-hmm. that's pending like extradition and surrender and like any legal action basically. So oh. yeah, you're right. It is not an arrest warrant and it's it's okay. published by Interpol at the request of a member country. Mm-hmm. But it's more like a watch out for this person. Oh, should we arrest them? No, just watch out. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at them. Yes. <laughs> but I mean... Contact authorities. Oh, that... No, but effectively, the police of that country would just like put them in a really nice hotel room, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's Basically, really it. Keep them in one place until the member country is like, ah, yes, yes, send them back. Oh, uh, what if the member country doesn't want them back? They just like... They sit in the hotel. <laughs> wow. I kind of want that life. So uh, basically these red notices have like two main types of information. One Mm -hmm. is about how do you identify that wanted person? So like Mm -hmm. their name, date of birth, nationality, hair, eye color, sometimes if they have photographs and that, fingerprints if they have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the second thing is information that is related to the crime. Okay. Right. All right. So all of these red notice requests, they're all checked by this specialized task force to make sure that it's compliant with Interpol rules. And there's a lot. You can go on their website and take a look. And they also, the thing is though, when they put out the red notice, this whole review takes into account the information which is available at the time. Okay. And if some new information comes up, they try to update it. (laughs) Try to update it. In some cases, you will get no information. So you're stuck with something from like 2014. Oh, okay. All right. Yes. Mm -hmm. So now there are about 69,270 valid red notices. What? But... Yeah, yeah. But only 7,500 of them are public. Wow. Yes. So when you say they're not public, is it because they're that dangerous, possibly? Possibly. That could be one of the reasons or it could be like some kind of pending investigation that they don't want to disrupt. Okay, okay, fair. So police know about it. Like basically people who need to know, know about it. Oh, it's access restrictions. Yes, yes. Okay, I'm just going to go to the Interpol password and type in... (laughs) Username admin and password is also admin. (laughs) See what happens. (laughs) And it's like, wow, congratulations, Raghavi. You have. (laughs) How does it know your name? I don't know. (laughs) Or worse, the password is everything is planned. Oh my God. (laughs) That would be the worst. Oh man. Yeah, so uh, basically, from these red notices, there are about 213 of them of Indian nationality. Okay. And from this 213, only five are women. Wow, these numbers. Man, women, just get your shit together, women. (laughs) So that brings us to the youngest of them all at Uh 36 years old, Nausha Khadijat, who is wanted for criminal conspiracy and cheating. Hmm. Yeah. So there are three reasons that I picked her. It's because when she started her scam, she was freaking 22 years old. <gasps> wow. Yes. I love a young goddess. Right? 22 and on the Interpol's most wanted list. Nice. I mean, I um, say nice, but children <laughs> don't do this. This is... Yeah. You're 22, go listen to some... I don't know, man. Listen to some Arctic Monkeys. Arctic, I was just going to say Arctic Monkeys. <laughs> yeah. Amazing. <laughs> That's sweet. Go on. Uh, the second is, of course, financial fraud. And mm-hmm. you know how we all feel about that. <laughs> 
the third and most important reason why i picked this one is because i too wanted to suffer in the hands of the ministry of corporate affairs website <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're finally feeling it you know oh how i feel oh my god the amount of screaming that i have done only to realize <laughs> that that website does not open on google chrome no, and then i had to it. download another browser <laughs> post which i was like ah yes this is the thing i want oh you have to pay money oh how yeah guess oh <laughs> is this what you asked me to make a payment for for yes. some company that oh. is exactly what okay. it was okay cuz let me just uh, inform you dear listeners that three independent people tried this and it did not go through yes. after which we i think we needed an hdfc card just one of the empaneled banks that we had yeah. to try what What is that? Why do I they only know. take HDFC card? I don't know. Also, I I think the username that we got assigned because we used the misconduct email yes. is miscond. <laughs> yes. No, it's misconduct without the T. Oh, without the T. I thought it was miscond. Wow, misconduct is worse. Can you imagine? This is hi misconduct. Yes, that is <laughs> what it con- says. We are contacting you from the Ministry of Corporate Affairs. Your username has expired. That is fine, <laughs> Ministry of Corporate Affairs. I am okay with that username. Is oh man, man. go on. It yeah, please, so please hectic. tell me more about your woes. Oh, it was so painful. But did you find what you needed? I did, but then okay. I realized there was nothing of relevance, and I will get to that. Aha! But let's talk mm. about the girl. I uh, sense I more complaining girl. in you. Mm. There is so much complaining. <laughs> This episode is basically three lines about the criminal and then just me complaining. That's wow. all. Wow! <laughs> Welcome to Nisha's therapy session. That pretends <laughs> is an episode. <laughs> so Nausha is on the Interpol list, and you would think that you know finding information would be easy because she's on an Interpol list, right? Mm-hmm. You would be painfully wrong. Aha! Uh-huh. And I hate when this happens, but uh, we will all be. John Snow because we know nothing. Wow, that that reference is old now. By the way, <laughs> hey, there is hey, a new show. There was the House of <laughs> Yes. <laughs> so there are a couple of things that we do know about her. She was born on 14 September 1986 in mm-hmm. Bangarakunnu, Kasargod. It's in the state of Kerala. Mm-hmm. Uh, she can speak Hindi, Arabic, Malayalam, Urdu, and English. Whoa, a polyglot queen! That one, love that. that. One. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, she's got a like a round, soft-looking face. You can look her up on the Interpol website. <laughs> Cherubic, and therefore you will fall for it. <laughs> I'm just speculating. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah. And from the documents that I managed to get from the MCA, mm-hmm. uh, the only relevant or like useful information was that her father's name is Abdullah Kunhi, and uh, she has a cute signature. That's all. Oh, is there a little heart somewhere on it? No, no. It's just oh. I mean, it's a very like baby handwriting because you know she's twenty two years old. Oh, she's of course, baby. of course. I forgot about that part. Yeah, got it. So I have tried searching for her by name, her husband's name, her company, everything. Okay, it's just, mm-hmm. but there is like no information at all. Okay, right. So and honestly, it was a little hard for me to follow because because the information is so less. Mm-hmm. But I will try to tell you the story the way I discovered it and understood what was happening, and hopefully we'll just have fun on this journey. Sure, I'm hoping that you read this extremely dramatic story on some blog because <laughs> that's the only way I will consume this information now because I. Read Check the MCA and the Interpol <laughs> and the Interpol. Yes, correct. Yeah. And the blog is run by Nasha. No, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That would be She's crazy. Gossip girling herself. 
She's the lady whistleblower. What is the Bridgerton thing? Uh, oh, whistle down. Yes, that one. Yeah, that one. Yeah. But lady whistleblower, that's exactly what she would be. <laughs> so in September 2008, a company mm-hmm. called CV Global Trade Solutions Private Limited was registered. Mm-hmm. CV spelled C-E-E-V-E-E. Yes. Nice. Nice. Uh, in in Kasargod. So it was registered with four directors, mm-hmm. but we will be concerned with only two. And that is okay. Cheria Vital Sadik and Naosha Khadijat. And uh, much later on, she was also just like removed from that position. Okay. Why? Yes. Anyway. What? Uh, <laughs> I have no answers. Oh, um, she was removed as a director? Yes. Oh, I mean, there might not be a reason to it. It's possible that she just said, hey, board, please remove me as a director. And the board said, okay. The board is, I guess, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So in March 2009, mm-hmm. CV Broking Services Private Limited was established under this CV Global Trade Solutions. And that, the broking one, had only these two as a director. That's Sadik and Nausha. Okay. Right? Uh, and they started off with a capital of 1 lakh. Mm-hmm. This was divided into about 10,000 shares of 10 rupees each. So Sadik had mm-hmm. 6,000 rupees and Nausha had 4,000, okay. right? Shame. So this is this is shares shares. shares. Got it. Okay. Yes, yeah. So at this point they were thirty and twenty two years old respectively, mm-hmm. which is a ridiculously young age to think about scamming people. I mean, what were you doing at twenty two? Me? Oh, um, yes. I was kind of scamming my parents actually. Oh, yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, they were they would give me a significant chunk of pocket money uh, for like the month, but mm-hmm. they assumed I was taking I was taking autos up and down to college and stuff like that. I just took the bus everywhere. That does and- not sound. <laughs> I mean, I, I also, I didn't like pay for every bus ride. College just gave me a bus pass. Oh, now it's starting to yeah. sound like a scam. It is, oh, that's what makes it a scam. Yes. The additional 800 rupees that I didn't spend yes. on a year-long bus pass. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I, wasn't, I didn't feel particularly bad about it either at the time. I feel bad about it now. Do you though? No. I feel like if you had no. been a little bit more, you know, if you had decided to expand the corpus of money that you were scamming people with, you too oh. could have been on the Interpol oh. list. Oh no, it's my dream. What is this corpus? Uh, oh, I'll get to that because uh-huh. there's a lot of confusion. So okay. let's uh, cast our mind back to the Kamalavali episode in season three, where we had defined financial intermediation. Oh. Yes, oh. it is back to haunt us. Uh, I wanted to forget that. I'll be honest. I know. But I mean, I'm not going to go through that all over again. If you want a full description, just go back to the episode and listen for it. But for like a TLDR version, it basically means that they are middlemen between two or more parties in a financial transaction. While keeping the risk in mind as well on both Mm -hmm. sides, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this is essentially what CV broking, blah, 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 were supposed to be doing. But more specifically, they were registered to carry on the business of share and stock subbroker. Wow. (laughs) What are these words? Let me clarify. It's shady words to be extra shady. Okay. First of all, I cannot take the stock market seriously ever since (laughs) I started pronouncing it as stonk. Stonks. (laughs) So here is a CV Global Trade promising double the amount and they reached out to people from several districts, okay, saying that initially saying that, oh, we'll give you like 7 to 10% of the profit on the deposit or, you know, then they're saying that, oh, you'll also get the profit amount along with their deposit amount within 150 days, which is a very oh, short that's period. That's tiny. Yes. So obviously people were enticed by this, money started pouring in from across, okay, so from Trishur, Ernakulam, Palakkad, Bangalore, Mysore and 
Wow. So many other places. Yes. Can we hire her to market our <laughs> podcast? Because she's clearly did a great job for this scam. So why she, not? She did. She did. Yeah. So in the beginning, the company paid the amount to the customers as promised, which is what you know won over their confidence. Mm-hmm. That's how all good scams start off. Okay. And then on December first, two thousand eleven, the company called for like a meeting of all of the depositors in a school at Kasaragod, where they collected all of these deposit receipts from them, saying that oh, don't worry, we'll like give it back to you in one hundred fifty days. We've done it before. We'll do it again. You know, we're investing in foreign exchange. It's going to be awesome. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah, take. my money mm. and then these guys vanished oh man so about 29 members filed a complaint in thrissur east police station mm-hmm. and this was to the tune of 50 crores what yes i can't believe you're already surprised now the police kept there's digging more? oh there's <laughs> okay. so much more okay they kept digging cuz they were like whoa 50 crore that's a lot Mm-hmm. And as they tried to find more information, they found out that CV had actually cheated more than four thousand five hundred investors from Kerala, Karnataka, and Tamil Nadu. And mm-hmm. here is the corpus. The amount was actually four hundred crores. Wow! It is four billion rupees. Oh my God! Okay. Yup. So there was a full investigation that was launched, and then they discovered that the CV Global Trading Solution Company. merged with some company in dubai all of the depositors money was transferred and the wow. four directors had fled the country okay i need to pause here for one second because for hmm. the last 4 years i've been trying to transfer money to a friend because she <laughs> paid for something for me when i was in new york and outside of literal western union money transfer yes. nothing was really working Every time they were like, "Oh, what is the Swift code? I gave it to you four thousand times. Whatever, it just wasn't going through." However, and I want to say that is to the tune of seventy US dollars. Mm-hmm. That is it to the point mm-hmm. that it got so annoying that my friend just said, "You know what? Just keep the money." <laughs> okay, that couldn't go through because of our forex laws. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But four hundred crores, yes, just zipped past. Exactly. Yes, I that's just, exactly what happened. All right. And now this is the point where I feel like if I had more information I would be so excited to figure out how do they do it but unfortunately Man. the lack of information is just frustrating Actually you know what it is possible that if there was some sort of a merger or mm-hmm. some sort of a share purchase something of that sort the money can be transferred outside that's not a problem hmm. Effectively what would have happened is that they would have misrepresented to the bank about what they were actually doing And, right. I mean, if maybe the bank probably didn't do its due diligence, I don't know how that would have worked in the back end. But yeah, it's it's also not really the bank's job to do the due diligence. It's somebody else's money. It's not on them, right? Hmm. So effectively, there are ways that they can possibly cover this up. And sending money out of the country is not that difficult if you're a company. Yeah. So I guess that's what so, yeah. worked in their favor, and they were able to send out so much money at such a short notice. Damn. That's yeah. terrible and these guys can't even go and file a case in Dubai. No, you can't because your money is yeah. here and yeah. your company no, is here. It's not even that. The cause of action is in India. Yeah. Even if you file it against the company in India, there's a whole lot of corporate veil lifting to do to be able to get the money back from Dubai or wherever it went eventually. Mm-hmm. So, uh, wow, that is a pretty quick and pretty devious scam. Indeed it is. Aha, corporate life. <laughs> <laughs> But there are some corporates that we do like. 
the ones that advertise on this podcast. <laughs> Yay! Smooth. Yes. So we will take a break. You can go listen to, um, you know, find out more about all of these amazing podcasts that are available on the IVM podcast network and we will come back to talk more about nausea welcome back everyone after the break right before this we were talking about nausea khatija and her uh, shenanigans along with her husband Sadiq mm-hmm. uh, in their company CV Brokers man if something has the word brokers in it I'm already <laughs> like hmm sus <laughs> but um, and sus they were <laughs> because yes. turns out they defrauded about 4,500 investors the tune of almost 400 crores moved the money to an associate company in Dubai and just mm-hmm. fled I presume yep. Yep. Yeah. yep yep how did she land up on Interpol though Right. So now obviously a lot of people are really pissed off mm-hmm. and a large number of people who actually lost their money, like they staged protests in front of Sadiq's house in the town oh, okay. asking for a refund. Now, obviously met with absolute silence because nobody is there. Okay. Even like their families and their parents were just like, we don't know where these people went. Mm. Right. Now, there is one more thing that kept coming up. Mm-hmm. Apparently, in 2013, a 29-year-old man named Sajit, mm-hmm. not Sadik, who was the director of Global Trading Company, mm-hmm. not CV Global Trading Company, okay. was arrested, but in relation to this case. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then the publications reported that his wife, Nausha, <laughs> is at large. What? Yeah. Maybe it's just a typo. No, I don't know. No, I haven't seen any director by this name in any of the companies or any of the subsidiaries. Okay. I haven't seen this company in any of the registered companies documents or on its own also. Hmm. If they're talking about Nausha's husband, Sadik, that guy's name is still on Interpol's list. So, you know, Sajit is arrested. Why is his name still on the list? So my question is, who is this guy? Yeah, that is also (laughs) my question. And the publications reported Nausha as being Sajid's wife? Yes. So this is the problem. There is no information and there's just a lot of random information. Hmm. But because this is a female criminal podcast, we are still going to focus on Nausha and we're not going to look into Sajid or whoever this person is. But if anyone else finds out, please tell us also. Because we have no idea. Alternatively, if you are able to crack through the Interpol's website, (laughs) we are not in any way saying that it's No, no, we are not. -uh -uh. However, if the the admin password is just Interpol123 (laughs) and with a hash at the end for the character, I don't know, for a special character, I'm not saying you shouldn't try it. (laughs) That's all. But um, is this really all we have? Because... I will be honest with you, Nisha. I am deeply unsatisfied with the lack of poetic justice. Yes, yes. There is a little bit more. Oh, okay. So in 2014, on Uh the order of the Kerala High Court, the cases were taken up by the CBI from the Kerala police. Okay. So this is where it's slowly making its way into Interpol, right? Okay. okay. So in fact, I even have the control number where the cases were registered thanks Mm -hmm. to this Kerala police activity report. It is A slash 2936 slash 4 slash 2015. Please. Wait, but the CBI has not publicly released anything. No, no, it hasn't. No. I would Um, presume that means they're building up a case and the idea should be that they don't want to alert. 
Nosha and her husband. That is a possibility. I would because, be very excited if that's the the reason. Right? If yeah. if in like six months you have to make an update to this episode <gasps> and it's like Nosha got captured, that would be really. Cool. <laughs> yeah, because but, I would see that happening in a situation where you're collecting information about where mm-hmm. the culprit probably is, and you're trying to build a strong enough case that you can get them extradited. I mean, I get why you would want to be quiet about that. You know, that is that. I mean, that would be amazing. But this is from 2014, and we are like many years. Yeah, well, there was a pandemic in the middle (laughs) and also multiple World Cups. People are distracted. (laughs) Yeah. So apparently when this case was brought up to the CBI, there were like searches that were conducted at the five residential premises that were connected to the directors and the offices Mm -hmm. of the CV Global, CV Broking, everything. Mm -hmm. And apparently they recovered about 34 documents and one material object. Okay. Okay. What are these things? One may ask. I, then I one must ask. be reminded. Ask your mother. Because who knows? <laughs> Man, if my mother knew, you know, she would say. Are vale, are <laughs> <laughs> my mother, but, yeah, she's the kind of, even if she has the information, she'll just be like, ha ha ha. I'm holding for fun. But... Uh, but is, is that for real? We don't know what the material object is? We don't. And and the funny thing is, in these stories, the amount is much lesser. It's like 9.6 crore, which is what makes this case mm. all the more confusing. Like how much money? 9.6 compared to 400. 400. Yeah. Now, uh, the Chennai unit of the Central Bureau of Investigation, they were involved in about four cases of fraud, which is registered against this couple. Mm-hmm. And the Economic Offences Wing of the Police Crime Branch, they've been looking into complaints lodged in other districts as well. So they were totally about 29 cases in Trisur and 46 cases in Palakkad. Out of the 4,500? Yes. That's all? That's all people... Like, that's the number of people who decided to... Wow, that makes yeah. you feel... And this happened in the Kamlavali case as well, where yeah. some people sort of just threw up their Gave hands up. and said, you know what, forget it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. Man. So, and then we come to 2015, where Interpol steps up and they issue the red notice. Mm-hmm. But apparently, even then, it's not worthy of media coverage. Mm. But here we are, we're telling you, Go to the Interpol website, look up the red notices. And if you are in the Gulf where she is apparently hiding and you see her, lock her up. Contact your local police or Shurti. No, just don't. (laughs) And while you're waiting, ask her. No, no, no. What happened, man? (laughs) Don't listen to Nisha, please. Please don't take any independent (laughs) citizen actions. Do not do that. Just call a number. The Interpol has a number. Whatever. I really want to know what happened. No, that's great, Nisha. But we should not be encouraging private citizens to like <laughs> arrest people. That's not a thing in most countries. So just guys, that was bad advice on our part in general. <laughs> However, um, if you would like to maybe stalk them mm. and get more information, there yeah. are some gray areas there. So think about that. <laughs> so obviously we have no idea where she is right now. She's possibly mm-hmm. listening to this episode and laughing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but her name did come up recently. Okay. In 2018, in the Lok Sabha, uh, there was a question number 3198 to the Minister of External Affairs. And that was on the businessmen of our country who have absconded after doing scams and settled in various other countries and what India plans to do about it. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, this is, yeah. is post Nirav Modi and, uh, mm-hmm. and yep. what's his face? The tubby one. <laughs> Malia. His, yeah, man, dude. Okay. Yeah, he was quite heavy. I, I don't like to Correct. fat shame, but he's a disgusting person. He is. He is. So, and I just want to say, 
Dude, with that kind of money, if you haven't taken care of your appearance, then none of us have a chance. <laughs> is all I really have to say. But I'm assuming did they did they take her by name, uh, Nasha's name, when this came up? I'm so glad you brought that up because in his reply, uh, Shri M J Akbar listed along with uh, everybody and nobody's favorite Vijay Malya Nirav Modi. Okay. Two other names, which is Mr. Cherya Vital Sadik and. Wow. Mr. Nausha Khadija. Somehow, this annoyed me more. She is Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> or Miss. You don't but know that. No, I mean, she's married. We know that. Do we though? Because somebody named Sajid just turned up. That is also uh, true. So we genuinely don't <laughs> really know. But um, it's a pretty big deal that she is mentioned alongside mm-hmm. Vijay Malia and Modi because guess who got Netflix series in their name? <laughs> Only those two. Only the boys. Somebody make a series about Nausha also. Yeah, man. Just, I don't know. Even if the woman, even if it has to be someone hot, just put them in the role and get it over with. It's fine. Because I, I would really genuinely like to learn more about this. Only yeah. because I would want to know where is the money? And also, Nisha, mm-hmm. if you had 400 crores between you and your husband and you knew you were being followed by the Interpol, what would the first thing that you do be and also why would it be burning off your fingerprints? <laughs> what, I think I think I would buy an island off of Dubai, like mm-hmm. off off of Dubai, and then mm-hmm. just like live there for the rest of my life. But Dubai, yeah, because they have all of those man-made islands. Also, they're in the Gulf mm-hmm. somewhere. Are you sure? I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, like all of the Gulf is effectively like the Middle East is accessible by land. Anywhere outside of North America's and Antarctica. Mm. They could just rent out a car with the boot filled with 400 crores <laughs> worth of money. And then just like drive somewhere. They could be in freaking Tanzania for all you know. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Just chilling with a bunch of hyenas. That would be my <laughs> life. I would have a great time. I don't know. what, But realistically, what would you do with 400 crores? Would you just buy an island or... Yeah, I, I think buy an island would be my... And then I think I would like get some kind of plastic surgery so people can't mm-hmm. recognize me and then just keep flitting to Dubai and like doing expensive shopping and no one has to know where I'm from. Oh, okay. That kind of makes sense. Yeah. That I get yeah. that. For me, I would just say um, I would get fillers under my eyes so that, <laughs> that my dark one. circles go away and that in itself will turn me into a whole other person. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. So in 2019, her name came up once more. Uh, there was a okay. Pune-based activist, Vihar Durve, who filed an RTI application with the CBI, the mm-hmm. External Affairs Ministry and the Finance Ministry, because he was mm-hmm. seeking details regarding the investigation of absconding banking fraud accused from 2014 to 2019. Wow, me too. I also want to know. Tell me. <laughs> So Durve had specifically asked for the number of total fugitives that's being trailed by CBI, mm-hmm. the total defaulted amount recovered, legal and travel expenses incurred by the CBI in bringing these fugitives back. Hmm. And the CBI said they will not share anything. Ah, because I'm assuming official secrets or something yes. of that nature. No, they basically claim that it's going to impact ongoing investigations. So maybe you were right. Maybe they are building up a case mm-hmm. against this girl. Or they have nothing. And they're just or like... They- Maybe. Just just tell him, bro. Just tell them. (laughs) Yeah. So from 31 people that fall under this category, Nausha was also listed. Nice. I mean, again, I use nice as like a (laughs) nice, not as a nice. Yes. That makes sense. It's nice. 
Yeah. Is this is this it? Is this all we have as of And that's today? all we have as of today. Yeah. Mm. I'm thirsty for more knowledge, <laughs> of course. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you folks just have spotted this or have learned mm-hmm. more about them or, or if you have regional papers that you understand that have covered them and your mothers are not kind of shitty <laughs> about it to you, yes. then please, please send us some sort of translation or any more information that you can find. Because Nisha and I, our first language is basically English. So yes. <laughs> this is all we really have on hand. But um, you, if you're particularly from the parts of South India where mm-hmm. this was impacted or you have a personal story of being impacted, please do let us know. Yes. And uh, if you loved listening to this and if you love listening to us, you can find us on the IBM Podcast Network or any other podcast platform. Just, just anywhere. Maybe we're on a random USB stick somewhere. It's Maybe don't stick that into your phone, it, laptop. No, I mean, oh yeah, that's true. That's a bad info, information security practice. Do not <laughs> do that. But if you do happen to find us on any platform, please review us. I mean, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts lets you do it. Audible lets you do it. Spotify lets you do it. YouTube. Mm. Put a comment on YouTube and don't just say first. What a thing. <laughs> Although you can also just say first, the algorithm does not understand it. So that's true. Please go for it. You can also write to us on Instagram. We are at Misconduct Pod. Mm-hmm. And we would be happy to engage with you guys. Tell us what you think about this new format. That's right. We would really definitely like to learn about this new format in particular. Mm-hmm. It's just something new that we are trying. So please tell us how you like it. And we will see you on the next episode of Misconduct. 